Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Star Room, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi everyone, this is Jen Plem and Cheryl Perry with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for joining us today. We're so excited to welcome back Dr. Amanda Moran Lanier to today's podcast. Welcome back. Um, you might remember Dr. Lanier from our other podcast with her on vaping. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that one, it's a must. It's a goodie. Today we're talking about the trials and tribulations of parenting our kids' generation, known as Gen Z. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of this huge topic, it's a beast, let us first give you a little background on Dr. Lanier. She is a pediatrician at Charlotte Pediatric Clinic, part of Atrium Health, and has been serving Charlotte area children for nearly 20 years. She's currently serving as site-based medical director for CPC South Park and chair for the LCH Family Continuum Committee. She received her bachelor's degree from the University of Virginia, medical degree from West Virginia University School of Medicine, and completed her pediatric residency at Carolina's Medical Center. Dr. Lanier is also mom to two boys, 7th and 12th graders at Providence Day School. So thanks for coming. Thank you. Um, Okay, so let's dive right in. Um, We as parents have a lot of information at our fingertips with the internet and social media, way more than previous generations. The bar is raised so much. We're stressed. Our kids are stressed. How can we calm ourselves down and stay true to our parenting beliefs? Excellent points. I think no parent sets out to be a label. Nobody wants to be a helicopter or a tiger or whatever the the next title is going to be. We all just want what's best for our children and to have, you know, whatever advantages that we had and try to take away the disadvantages. So I really feel that it all comes from, it starts out at a good With good intentions, yes. Very good intentions. And that's where things then can kind of take different shapes and forms. Right. Especially with social media, because things that you might not have even, like I might not have even thought about, I see on social media and I'm like, oh gosh, maybe I should be, we should be doing that. Or this is right, the way right. it's supposed to be. I didn't even think about it. So I think social media just adds to it. And we're kind of the guinea pigs as parents for this parenting at on social media. Don't you think? I would agree. And I think that particularly with social media, but it's always been an undercurrent. Social media just makes it much more available in our face, but there's always been a competition element. And you think? Always? Maybe, well, maybe there was a competition element we just didn't know in about your it. town or yeah. in your school. Correct. And now it's like global. Broadcast. Yeah. yeah. It has just exploded yeah. because it is. It's like right I never there. thought about going to Iceland until like the last two right. years. I feel like everyone's going to Iceland. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, maybe I should go What do you to do there? <laughs> Are my kids deprived because they're not because going to Iceland? Because then the guilt comes in. Yeah. Right. Here comes right. the mo- Yes. Right. Yeah, so the, the, that's the where guilt. I think social media is playing a huge role in the stress of it. Jen and I talk about this all the time. We have had hours and hours of conversations about about this topic. So, right, definitely. Yeah. And we haven't gotten many places. 
<laughs> well, in our generations, the Gen X and millennial, we've gotten a lot of bad rap on judgment of how we parent. Mm-hmm. We're all guilty of overparenting at some point in our parenting career. And probably guilty of judging other parents. Totally. When we're overparenting. And just because we're way. allowed to do that because of mm-hmm. the technology that's available to us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's affecting our kids. And, um, we, you know, we don't have anyone to guide us on what we're really supposed to be doing. Like, you know, it starts early. There's pressure starting from preschool and beyond. Mm-hmm. Well, I also feel that parents, we as parents, need to recognize that that's normal. It's mm-hmm. normal to um, to be worried and to feel disappointed or confused and, and or inadequate. That's all part of what you're supposed to go through right. as a parent. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think we there's a there's a negative association with that. And that's really, we're all supposed to feel that. And feel doubt, self-doubt about the future. and Correct. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's perfect. And if you're trying to be perfect and feel perfect, then that's just not real life. Right. And, you know, kids are always going to throw you a curveball. From the, Each you know, from, one. From newborn, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up, whatever. We never have it figured out. <laughs> Each kid we have. So frustrating. So different. And that is probably one of the biggest points as well in parenting is trying to be in tune and respect who your child is because some of what I think can happen with helicopter overparenting or is that you have an idea or an ideal of how you want it to be and how you want it to go and then here's this child that doesn't fit that at all right and it's and it starts early even with you know temperament with discipline and one of the biggest questions that I that I get early on are when you have a, a, a parent or two parents that have a very different temperament and style as compared to that child. And it makes it very hard for them to kind of right. figure out. And that also relates to what that temperament is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can go either way. I mean, you could have a very laid back type B mom and a child who needs something that's much more, more structured. structured. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Yeah. I never ways. even thought about like how early right. those it, nuances it, can happen. Yes. And it's a matter then of trying to, as opposed to r- trying to ram it, mm-hmm. figure out how to be flexible around it and listen and then respect who they are. Right. How much of that do you need to do? Like, that's the big question, right? Like, how much do you have to respect what their opinions are versus guide them so that because when they're young, well, especially really young, you need to really guide them. But even teenagers, like they don't have all the answers and they need a little guidance, but you also have to let them learn by mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's also a really hard. So I stumbled upon a very interesting um, book that it struck a chord for me and hopefully um, others. And I'm going to read it from front you know, front to back after it's um, Raising Kids to Thrive by Dr. Ken Ginsberg. Have you guys okay, heard of it? No, I but think, I'll put a link. In yeah, that. we'll definitely put a link to that. It was really fantastic. He um, he talks about parenting that we should be lighthouse parents. Um, and I wish I had written down the exact quote because it really struck a chord. I even shared it with a couple of my partners and it just kind of made everybody pause and whereas we sh- we should we are to be a beacon for our children you know, on the shoreline, just show them the light, and to keep them from crashing into the rocks, but allowing them to navigate the waves. Yeah, as yeah. they need to. I think I would venture a guess that many and most parents 
are really fearful of allowing their kids to fail. And that's a compound effect that starts really young. And it starts with parents who in preschool are coordinating all the play dates and birthday parties and who's not invited. And then and then it moves into sports and it moves into parties in high school and you know and it and then it moves into college admissions and the parents controlling everything. It's kind of they're afraid to let them fail and they want them to have something more than they had. Yes. And it's like there's a fine line. And what ha- because it seems more normal that parents are paving the path for kids. And the kids who are following the lighthouse mentality, their kids aren't as successful out of the gate appearing, you know, and from first glance. But I don't know. Like how how does how does all this overparenting affect the ones who either don't have time, we have too many kids, or don't have the interest to overparent. Do you also think that it's some of our perception of what success is? Probably. And I think that's again trying to change our whole the way we look at the it. The way we mm-hmm. look at it. And um, I'll have to get you another link that um, a friend shared, and it was um, it was a, a mother, and she was an educator with three daughters, and um, I think it was in, may have been in Time Magazine, and she talked about from a very early age how she developed this independence. Well, the long story short is. Um, two of the dollars are CEOs. Um, one was with um, 23andMe. The other one was with YouTube. And the third one is a um, pediatric professor, I think, in, um, in California. Um, three, uh, three daughters. Very successful. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she, you know, one of the things that stood out, they were living in, um, in Geneva, and the two of the daughters, they were ages four and five, and she sent them next door to go get bread you know, with the money. And I thought, oh, my God, I can't imagine anywhere, although probably when I grew up, I was doing that when right. I was Totally, I was. But, again, my first initial reaction was there's no way I could have done that. And I actually – I mean, I remember my grandmother sending me across the street to the you know, the Exxon station to pick up whatever it was that she needed. So I think it's some of, again, our perceptions of what is successful at, at what time. And um, in, in this, this book, Raising Kids to Thrive – the main point he talks about, there are two principles, and um, one was building resilient children and finding resiliency. And um, with that being parents giving unconditional love. Right, no matter what. Unconditional love is kind of the foundation for that. But with that, setting high expectations for your child um, for their effort, character, and morality. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think sometimes we forget yeah. mm-hmm. some of those. It's, yeah. skirt- it's not just it's, grades. No. It's no. And then they're, yeah. It's- and that you cannot protect your child from all of life's experiences and trying to develop a, um, a balanced perspective. Um, and his, one of the uh, points that he made was that parenting is about finding the approaches that fit your child's temperament, needs, and circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, going How old back. is he? Is he older? I'm mean, just curious. The like, author? Yeah. Yes. See, it's interesting because <laughs> um, we all know, we all know, A, phones, would we'd be so much better without them. Mm-hmm. Social media, totally. Ditch it. We would be, everyone would, it would, our lives as moms and dads would be so much easier without it. Yeah. But it's here. Mm-hmm. And all this information is here, younger and younger and younger. And, it's it's hard to find the balance and find the guidance. Each child is different. Each child processes 
media differently and friendships differently and anxiety differently and and it's it's crazy it's like there's no there's no right or wrong answer but it's um it's very hard to navigate each child you have and it's it's interesting to look there was also um, CNN Health in March of this year, of 2019, talked about a new book, Love, Money, and Parenting, How Economics Explains the Way We Raise Our Kids. And um, they, it was two economists, and they were looking at the U.S. versus Sweden and how parents that are parenting in where there's more inequality mm-hmm. from a you know, poverty or money perspective tend to push children harder than um, than the more equal societies like Sweden mm-hmm. and how that starts right. from a very early. Yeah, it was very I interesting. I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah. And their whole point was trying to foot as opposed to sometimes we like to think about how much time we're spending with our children, how much time. Like we need to drop that and think about the quality. What you're doing in that time. What right? are you doing in that time? Well, and there's a lot of, um, like we talked about earlier, the pressure – um, and, it, and it might not even be like we're aware of the pressure that we're either creating or putting them in an environment. But let's talk about like sports. So we put our kids in whatever, a bunch of different sports when they're little. They seem to gravitate towards one and then boom, there's coaches and there's all these opportunities for kids to focus on that one thing and then grow, 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 grow. And it, whether it's sports, music, tutoring, school, what, you know, whatever it is, it's like there's always this next level that is available or perceived to be available to many kids to take whatever they're doing to the next level. And, and what is the end game? You know, it's, it's, um, it's hard to, to figure out that balance and what, and what happens to kids who don't have these opportunities, you know, like the more, the less equality situations. And are they not, I mean, they're gonna succeed too, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. like we have all of these things that are available to us. And it's like, I would like to move to an island yeah. <laughs> and not have any of it available. And we, we catch our fish and we garden our fruit and vegetables, but it's not a, that's not realistic. I would love to see you scale a fish. Be amazing. I've done it. Yeah. I grew up in Florida. I'm not afraid of fish. I'm afraid of roaches. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a, a point that they brought up, and again, in the CNN Health um, article, was about trying to, again, change our perspectives and, and addressing middle and upper class parents. You know, when we're so worried about making sure our, that our children get have all the ad- advantages. Right, that, or they're prepped or whatever. But part of also preparing them to be, you know, fantastic adults is how can we as a family share some of the advantages that we have with those who don't? Right, right. And it may be as much of a child that you see that may not, you know, may be great, a great violinist, but doesn't have transportation to be able to get to, right. you know, where the practice right. is. Maybe you jump in and offer that. Or volunteering to coach an underserved, you know, if you're great at soccer and, you know, an, under, an underserved population, that it's trying to spread that because your children are going to learn first and foremost by your example. Right. And again, it's that measure of success. Have you seen just in your practice and you deal with a lot of different families from all different backgrounds, have you seen this kind of parenting, the 
if we want to put a label on it, like the helicopter parenting or the bulldozer parenting, have you seen it affecting the kids that you treat? Or do you think over the last 20 years, it's kind of the teen, a teenager is a teenager. It's just the circumstances change a lot. Like now there's dueling or now there's faith, you know, Instagram or whatever app is, does that make sense what I'm asking? It does. Have you seen a change? There's always going to be something. Right. I mean, from drinking right. to cigarettes to whatever it is, there there will always be something that in, entices the adolescent brain <laughs> yeah. because that's just part of what they do in, in growing. And I think, again, it's trying to figure out the, the match and the approach with the individual child and the parent. And there are probably some children, you can have different children within a family that if a, if a, if a parent were treating say, the, the oldest, the same way they're treating the youngest, you might consider that over-parenting for the oldest, but it's needed right, for the Right, right, right. And so... What works for one doesn't always work for the other. It's a matter, yeah. And it is more, I think, where I see an issue is when the child's temperament and personality isn't matching up with that. Interesting. So, and I think we can all be parts of these parents. Oh, absolutely. And oh, yeah. Be, probably. Totally. Yeah, At absolutely. different times. Right. It's just that driving force of forgetting, I think, some of what else is around. And again, it's that measure of success. You know, the overparent bulldozing and, and, you know, going to the current scandal. My whole concern was so you've gotten your child, you've bought your way into whatever school it is, but are they going to be successful there? Well, they'll probably hire people to help them be right. successful, <laughs> to write their papers. And, and to, continue. Right, yeah. but at some point, the jig is it, up. Something's going to yeah. – It has to be. It has to be. You know, it has to be. And a lot of the admissions um, directors will say they can tell when that's mm-hmm. – happening for the most part, obviously, they didn't all the time. Do you think um, technology as a whole has, has negatively or positively impacted children's mental health, like overall with gaming and um, social media and – and just pop culture, you know, sometimes some of the, even the, the Netflix series that they're watching, like, do you think as a whole, are they gaining from this? Are they, I'm sure there's probably a little bit of both, but what do you see with that? Of course. But I think, I'm sure when the television came about, that, that people thought that it was also the scourge of the earth and was right. you know, teaching horrible things to children that, again, there's always going to be something. Um and I, I think that going back to, you know, talking about what can we what can we do, and how do you stay true to who you are and who you want your family to be, it's a matter of carving those times out, mm-hmm. and um, such as no phones when you pick up after school on the ride home. Like I think right. that should be a, a, or a no ele- I shouldn't just say phone a no right. electronic time so that you can actually talk about what happened in the day or dinners absolutely none at dinners and you just have to sit down and consciously think about making those and it's not even huge chunks of time right but it can make a huge difference because you have to ask the questions and have the conversations in order to listen. And if you're going to listening is how you're going to figure out who your child is mm-hmm. if every time they are pitching a fit, you're putting on whatever from the time they're toddlers. From little, yeah. You're putting on your phone to, to calm them down. And the, and the number of um, 
And again, there are certain situations. I mean, I have many parents that will say, I never do this, but I, I know we need to talk. I get it. Yeah. But it's things that become more of a habit Regular, as opposed to right. a one-off. Or like a pacifier. Not a well, real it's like pacifier, teaching them cause and effect. If, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Correct. Or mm-hmm. even to put I'm it on. I'm glad so I didn't have that when my – I feel like I would have done that. I, feel like I, I did Baby Einstein. It was, it was like that. Really? Well, only just just for like just for one movie to so I could cook dinner or yeah, something. Right. But again, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, when it, again, she loved it, they it, loved it. When yeah. When it comes, I mean, it was the same thing. I was huge about that, and and you know, when I was a um, single parent after my divorce, that was the only way I could get dinner. Right. right. You know, it was Ruby. It was Max, pretty amazing. Where, oh, Ruby. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> We're the only thing that Poor I could play. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> to get the food on the table. So they would be, yeah. But it's making those other efforts. And I think trying as a family to make sure that you're building experiences. Right. Whether it's trips, volunteering to, to get <laughs> volunteering together, going to church together. Mm-hmm. I think that focusing family on family time. Yeah. Yes. I think and you're right. Very interesting. A quick snippet on a – I heard this on the radio. They were asking about what's one of your most vivid memories from all the way back to childhood. And this was – there was a study where they did this, and people always talked about things from when they were much younger, Mm -hmm. not in the digital camera film age because we're so focused on getting the exact Mm -hmm. angle and cropping and lighting. Which I'm terrible at. That we're missing, and our brains are not – remembering those yeah that those of us before that's what yeah you just remembered what your experience experience. was not the documentation of it correct well we're raising those kids well thank you so much for your time um smarties if you're looking for more health content or inspiring patient stories follow levine children's on facebook twitter and instagram and you can always find charlotte smarty pants daily on charlottesmartypants.com and at Charlotte Smarty Pants at, on Instagram and Facebook and at Charlotte Smarty on Twitter. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starlin, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottestarlin.com.